Hi, this is Scott Johnson, artist of Extra Life at MyExtraLife.com. And you're listening to Versus the World Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. For Sunday, the 31st of July, 2011, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I'm Iolite. I'm Gonora. I am Dexa. And I'm Grail. And I was just mixing it up in the order that I put them out there, because some, there's some sleepy people here who've been just <laughs> dragging ass along the long highway, and they managed to get here in time for the show out of love for all of you. <laughs> yeah. I am feeling the love. It, it, is, it is suffusing the room out of the fatigue. Anyway. I was going to say, really? Because I don't... <laughs> barely moving, but yeah. Uh, I'm... <sighs> I, I was going the wrong direction with feeling the love, so I just needed to not say anything. Okay, then, but you just did, see? <laughs> I've undone it now, yeah. <laughs> you uh, have oh no well. internal monologue. No, nope, um, no. It all comes just I straight out. Having trouble controlling the volume of your voice! You do have trouble controlling the volume of my voice. I keep trying. Mm. <laughs> Move, Schultzaker. Move, and then, anyway. <laughs> Obscure Foxtrot reference. But anyway, we have had to break glass and engage emergency IRC rep producer. What? What? Where's the beard? The beard has taken his owner to go play D&D. Oh, jeez. Whatever. He's given his D&D group one last chance to impress him. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it's made of fail. Uh-huh. That sounds like our producer, though. I can see him uttering those words. Yes, you think? exactly. In Not the, our Barry. Yeah. Not our Barry. No. So, yes, uh, stepping up to be our producer for this week is the amazing and the incredible Loranis. Hey! Oh, missed his drop. Oh. I don't know. I was, I was stretched for time. I guess. So, the normal programmatic announcements with the slight substitution of name. If you are joining us live, and you should be, please come to vtwproductions.com and click on chat at the top of the page and join us in Internet Relay Chat by choosing chat and video if you have a webcam or just chat if you want to do just text chat. Once you're there, if you have something you want to bring to our attention, please do not send a PM directly to the hosts. Please send your PM to the aforementioned temporary emergency break glass producer, Loranis. <laughs> And he will bring it to our attention. Please, again, do not PM the show host directly during the show. If you prefer to email, the email address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. That's out there for all you podcast listeners and for you people who are afraid of the black void. And I don't blame you. 
Do not look into the black void, for it will look back at you. Our theme music, which I have consistently forgot to observe, is provided by the amazing and incredible and talented Sean Beeson. Check him out on the web at seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N dot com. <sighs> How the hell are you guys? I, uh, we have an unexpectedly full house this yeah. week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that worked out. Shouldn't be unexpected. You should read your email and text messages. Yeah. No, I, and, oh, okay. <laughs> up until I got the, the email this morning saying you were going to try to make it, yeah. I had written you off as being far, far Duh. to the west, to the west and north of here. <laughs> you are dead to me. Yes. <laughs> and it was very, a wonderful surprise. Oh, they're going to try and make it. And then actually doing it without yeah. killing yourself or others. No, yeah. we, we drove the speed limit. Yeah, right. ish, ish. Yeah. Drove the speed limit. <laughs> wink, wink. We nudge, drove with nudge. the flow of traffic. There you go. Exactly. If anything else would be unsafe. Of course. So. <laughs> Officer, yes. Maybe we led the flow of traffic, but nonetheless. <laughs> you were a part of it. <laughs> Somebody's got to set that It was that all pace. flowing, though. So we got to an opportunity to try our hand at Shadowrun 4th Edition yes, yesterday. we did. And how'd that go? Slow. <laughs> <laughs> it was just because you're out of yeah, practice, or character, yes. character creation is always the slowest part. Yeah, of that was yeah. it. Was slow for many D&D reasons. Games. Because one, because it just it changed a lot of the ways. So we, well, first off, we hadn't played Shadowrun in years. Yeah. That's Second, true. everything we remembered it kind of gotten changed based on this edition, and they tried to simplify it, but still, it was all brand new. And then thirdly, we had a player that had never played ever before, so oh. we had a lot of explanation. Mm. And, Trying to get that through. And we had, of course, everybody make different things because except for like two of our players made basically adepts and then everybody else had to do something different. So it was slow to get that done. And then we started playing and then we realized combat had changed quite a bit. (laughs) And so we had to try to figure out how to do combat. And that became uh, a long night. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, fun, but we definitely got done with it. And this was really just a practice session anyway. So we got, you know, got out of it exactly what I wanted, which was, okay, I see where we need some, you know, read up on some of the combat. We desperately, desperately need a game master screen that puts all the charts right in front of your face. Shuffle, 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 riffle, riffle. Well, for as a a role-playing book, it did one of the most ingenious things that I've ever had. It gives you a built-in bookmark, ah, which is like, oh, my he, God, every role-playing book should so have that. So it's just like you know, a Bible, exactly. as, as it should exactly. be. Yes, yes. And on the this fifth is where day, yes. thou shalt roll five dice, <laughs> and nay more. <laughs> thou shalt roll, roll three dice. Right, so the, yes, three is the number thou shalt roll, and the number of the rolling shall be three. three. Four shalt thou not roll, neither roll though two, unless thou then proceed to roll three. three. Yes. Five, five is, is right out. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it was a lot of fun, yeah. and it's still a great game. I still love Shadowrun. Mm-hmm. It's still my favorite role-playing game, for sure. See, and, and I'm amazed that not everybody didn't roll a Street Samurai. No, I don't like Street Sams. See, then you're, you're an atypical Shadowrun <laughs> player, then. Yeah. I'm a girl. If, if there's not a katana involved. <laughs> but I yeah. would be an atypical player regardless. <laughs> right, exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I will say that, that my uh, uh, Gnomewise last night suggested that we could try some um, cooperative play Portal, uh, two, Portal 2, which we then oh, totally, totally failed to remember to do. And so I sat out here on the couch until almost 10 o'clock, just flipping through my iPad, 
waiting for him to finish in there. To Never come saying a word. <laughs> well, you said you. after dinner. We'll do it after dinner. So after dinner, I sat out on the couch and waited. <laughs> working on that telepathy again, are we? Yes. Uh-huh. How's that working out for I you? I expected you to remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that never works. I was I trying to remember. get that damn server done. <laughs> I know. And I succeeded. I know. Now I'm just giving you crap. Yes, you are. (laughs) Those are the rules. Mm -hmm. You will never see me naked again. Sorry, that's not much of a threat coming from the man, is it? I was going to say that's not okay. I lack the the uh, appropriate six pack and and, and, and guns (laughs) to to make that threat hold any water. (sighs) Uh, Before we get too much further in the uh, show, I want to put out there the topic of the week for emailing in and the call-in segment at the end of the show. Mm. So the call-in and or email in topic, whichever you are more comfortable with, is outside of computer-related hobbies, what is your primary non-gaming hobby? Mm. So what do you do when you are decompressing from perhaps MMO overload or just when you want to get away from the technology? Uh, what is your non-gaming hobby? I buy shoes. That's not a hobby. That's, that's a disorder. <laughs> <laughs> they have medication. No, no, no. For that's that. not a disorder. That's rampant consumerism. Just as Congress, yeah. a disorder. <laughs> as in, you have heard that Congress is the opposite of progress, right? Yes. If okay. pro is the opposite of con, then progress must be the opposite of Congress. Oh, yes. Old joke is old oh, yes. and accurate, but yes. good. Yes. Let's not open up that particular. Can That's okay. I, I, worms so today. I'm looking. I'm looking through our development team. Oh, and there's the, you the guys have, They've gone yeah. above and beyond themselves this week. There's some good stuff there in there. There's some great stuff. There's some outstanding stuff in there. Why don't you go down the list and read off the names of everyone who contributed to the research thread? Yeah. This uh, week? Let's see. For the research thread this week, which is titled "It Came from the Other Side." Dun dun dun. Vaguely political theme you could make that into. Whatever. Let's see. I con- contributed. Uh, it's got a little bit about Doctor Who in there that I'm going to leave alone so that no mice can cover that. Oh, yeah. Fangs has one in particular that I'm – he's got a whole bunch of stuff. One in particular that I want to read. Uh, Cup check and Boba Fetish. Boba Fetish. Thank you, gentlemen. Say it right. Boba Fetish. Boba Fetish. <laughs> Bob. Okay. Yep. Um, if you're going to have a name like that, you need to say it right. Yes, this uh, is true. So. Mm-hmm. Going to all the trouble of having an awesome name like Boba Fetish, you this have is, to say it like this. Is you true. Have to get out your Boba inner, your, yes, your inner James Earl Jones. <laughs> yes. Go smoke a carton of unfiltered camels and come back and say, Boba Fetish. "Yeah, there you go." <laughs> and then you can be the most interesting mm. man. The most the interesting man in the world, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yes. Stay thirsty, my friend. There's if nothing wrong If he pats you on that. the back, you'll put it on your resume. <laughs> you know, that. For an off-the-wall ad campaign, oh, yeah. that one is, is I would say, obviously highly successful because we keep talking about it. Oh, we of keep course. being amused by it. It's like the old Spice Guy. Now, have you seen the wrinkle they've thrown in the old Spice Guy bringing Fabio? Fabio, yeah. yeah. That's not working for me. No, it's not. Oh, it's, it's funny, it's but it's not the he same won. as yeah. Fabio one. No. no. Uh, old Spice, old, Spice Guy Old, old okay. Spice Guy one. I never saw the outcome of that because I was so turned off by, oh, Fabio, you should just oh. not, not be on yeah. the camera anymore. Anything that makes old, old Spice Guy make more commercials. Makes is, you happy. Yes. I'm okay. So he's coming back. I don't care if we have to put up with Fabio yeah. for a couple of minutes. <laughs> it was another online thing that kind of occurred over Twitter where oh, he was saying, that there's this war brewing, and so they all posted links to little quick cut videos, and then eventually Very the voting happened. There was and, a duel, yeah. and they voted who was going to be the new Old Spice guy, and it was Old Old Spice guy is still the right. 
the old Spice Guy. Yeah, it's kind of a commentary on the kind of entertainment that Hollywood and TV land are putting out that we're more entertained by some of the commercials than by some of the shows. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'll take these, these commercials over reality TV any day. Oh, for sure. I would rather watch a half-hour block of that than a half-hour block of reality TV. And that ain't right. I suspect that on the internet you can find an entire half-hour block that is exclusively YouTube, the, baby. the Dos Equis most interesting man in the world commercials all just linked Dos together. Dos Equis would appreciate that if we could find it and yeah. link it to everybody because, well, think about that. <laughs> yeah, they have ones that have been cut together, I'm sure, on YouTube. Well, what's fun is people take the, the voiceover and then they put different images in front. So someone did a Jamie Heineman, most right. interesting man in the world, which was absolutely hilarious because yeah. he, he, he could be that guy. Yeah. And the running joke on the show is, you know, he's like 180 years old and was here at the formation of our nation and, and so on and so on. Nice. But I digress. Yes. Tickets are now diamonds. <laughs> so uh, to reiterate or to finish my little statement on the yes. call in, if you are going to call in, you need to have Skype installed on your computer and a decent microphone headset combo meal. And the Skype name you want to Skype to is VTW Shows. All one word, no spaces. You can also come to the front page of VTWProductions.com. Look in the lower right-hand corner for our Skype on air, or excuse me, Skype online button. And when the time comes near the end of the show, when we call for call-in, simply click on that button and it will automatically dial you in because we are auto-magic. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm feeling the power. <laughs> the power it doth course through my veins. Remaining programmatic announcements uh, this Friday. Please join me, uh, 2 p.m., approximately 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, I say approximately because we'll be following the live simulcast of the instance, and they tend to end at a variable time. I'm looking at you, Scott Johnson. Mm -mm. So be on vtwproductions.com around 2 p.m. to join us, Eastern Time, that is for a live broadcast of Alpha Geek Interviews with Mike Furman from Hard and Firm, the comedy musical duo, who you will have heard if you have listened to the Wootstock 3.0, the album that we've published. Nice. And there's three tracks of Mike Furman on there, and very funny guy, and he has agreed to come on the show. So join me Friday for that one. Send in your questions ahead of time to gnomewise at vtwproductions.com, and I'll make sure to ask the questions of him when he is on the air. Can I just tell you exactly how uncomfortable it was for me to describe um, that particular segment of Wootstock to people at work when they were asking, well, who all was there? And I said, well, Paul and Storm was there. Hard and Firm was there. And it's, people suddenly looked at me. Hard and Firm? <laughs> what kind of a show rawr. is this exactly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and variety show didn't help. Like yes. nerd variety show doesn't actually no. disperse nerd vaudeville. That. Nope, that doesn't help. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was a little bit like okay. <laughs> then I just made them all listen to "It's a Fish" and it was all good. Yes, there you if, go. if you oh, have yes. if you have not yes. listened to that, if we have not succeeded in exposing you to that one yet. Uh, go to the Alpha Geek section of VTW Productions and scroll down a bit to the Patrick Rothfuss It's a Fish. It's mm -hmm. one of the, just one of the storytelling segments. And yeah, uh, and you're welcome for when you eventually <laughs> listen to that. Because mm -hmm. damn. It's good. It is very good. Yes. Uh, creepy as heck. Um, <laughs> but told very well. I didn't blink. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> What are you doing? This is this is what you call bulldozing your way through a situation, and mm -hmm. what you can get just by being willful. Willful, yes, yeah. Hmm. And finally, um, 
we got some fun coming in the not-too-distant future involving... Yes. Iolite, Daxa, and Grail. That's right. Hey. You guys are going on hey. a little road trip. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That uh, involves air travel, I yes. was going to say. Yeah. It's not really a road trip. <laughs> Generic <laughs> term. More, you, know. you are going on an adventure together. <laughs> yes. That's and for sure. Yes. What you doing? We're going to PAX. Penny Arcade Expo Prime, baby. That's right. Seattle, Washington. The best yeah. con I've been to. At bar. By far. For sure. By far. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's run by us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or better organized, more talented versions yes, of us. Exactly. But they're basically us. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. And it's fun and awesome. And we're going in a couple of days early so we can actually sightsee this time since we were... A little rushed last time. Not yeah. able to, yeah. Well, you learn these things. I learned yeah. the same thing about the next time we do Woodstock, I'm going to try desperately to not do it in such a rushed fashion because there was a lot more we could have achieved. And it, as incredibly fun and relaxing in a very compressed time as it was, yeah. there was potential for a lot more, just maybe an extra day. Right. Yeah, not even exactly. doing Comic-Con at all, just being in San Diego when, with that particular group of people. I'm like, yeah. 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 Next year, more. For sure. Yes. Well, and I got, uh, got agreement. Out of UAT and the UAT Digital Video Professor to do free, high-quality video for them if they're willing. So yeah. oh, definitely, nice. So yeah. we'll be able awesome. to get so all those visual jokes that you couldn't actually, we would be able to do actually this time. get video. I mean, and the the versus the world has a nascent YouTube channel forming. Right. So we actually have a place to stick all that stuff should we actually be able to work that it out That would be amazing. I was just talking to Grail that we really needed to get some more video footage at PAX because that's one thing we lacked because my little, you know, my little flip cam unfortunately broke the first day we were there and mm-hmm. it kind of worked, but then the battery, you had to keep it in and it was just not. We have a, a non-HD flip we can bring to bear on the problem and... There's other things we can perhaps throw together to supplement the right. audio content with the video content. Yes, we are absolutely, though, not shooting video of me during the Triwizard Tournament. Oh, uh, yes. To, uh, for those of <laughs> no. you who don't remember from last year. Yes. Actually, how, much, how much do I have no. to bribe you for, for that footage? Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, you guys are way not fun. Way not fun. All that means is we need to never find out about it. Total yeah. buzzkill. Valerian says, it's a trap. Daxa, <laughs> <laughs> so, since this is yes. kind of your baby, yes. if people don't remember from last year, what is the Triwizard well, Tournament? Well, last year I ran into, when I was looking at the PAX forums, I ran into um, this really interesting forum card called the uh, third annual Triwizard Tournament, and I read about it, and a gentleman by the name that goes by the name of Atlas on um, the forums put together these pub crawls essentially for the past couple of years and they were themes so last year you know you had to go into a house and we were house Gryffindor last year and the houses dueled each other in different bars and it was a ton of fun this year it's going to be a little bit different they're a little more organized because the bars were a little small last year yeah to hold we did we did kind of overwhelm we ran into some issues (laughs) yeah and then timing because all the houses were walking around and Mm -hmm. yeah it was Got a little messy, especially, and of course, everybody was getting progressively more drunk yes. as the night went on. Well, that was the whole point. It did not help. <laughs> but yeah, that did not help coordination, though. <laughs> no, it did not. So this year, um, unfortunately, I got us onto the web a little bit late because they were re- revamping the Penny Arcade um, forums, and they were down for a week or so. So by the time I was able to sign us up, we were we are now in house Hufflepuffs. So go Hufflepuffs! 
Uh-huh. Last year we made of Hufflepuffs, made fun of Hufflepuffs. We made fun of Hufflepuffs, and now nonstop. we are Hufflepuffs. <laughs> no, so Hufflepuffs. the we universe is giving revenge on cool irony. We're just going to make more fun of Hufflepuffs because yeah. now we can do it because we are Hufflepuffs and it's okay. Yep. Um, so we're in House Hufflepuff. Each house is going to have two sides to it. So it will have Dumbledore's army, which is the good side, and then the Death Eaters. So Hufflepuff mm-hmm. has a Dumbledore's army Hufflepuff and a Death Eater Hufflepuff. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And each one of the sides will have its own head of house or house girl, house boy, and its um, house elf. Right. Interesting. And the house elf is the sober one. <laughs> so we were trying to talk our friend Roadblock, who we visited this weekend, into right. being our house elf. And I said, but you can only be the house elf if you can only wear a pillowcase. <laughs> this is actually the rule? No, this saying. is the rule we told oh. Roadblock. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah. has to have a pillowcase. This is your rule. Yeah. This is our rule. <laughs> no that, ain't, that ain't right. No. Let me issue a quick correction here. Apparently, Loranus has fallen asleep. Oh. Yes, and none left. None is, left uh, has stepped up. I noticed that. <laughs> way to go, way to so, go none left. None left. Thank you very much. And here's your drop-in. Yeah, baby, yeah! <laughs> so, um, so basically, I have a... Uh, uh, the Grey Void is telling me, or is asking me what I was going to wear. And I said, well, you know, I have my wizard hat and robes. Right. <laughs> right. 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 And they so. said, he says, uh, if you're in a wizard hat and robes highlight, I definitely need footage. <laughs> <laughs> she well, has there, the wand. There may be pictures. Yeah. <laughs> she said video. Yeah, so no pictures. video. You can take pictures. pictures. Might be okay. Right. No video. Um, but, I don't mind photos. But right. yeah, we, everyone dresses in the house colors and you do different Which jewels. are bumblebee, right? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. golden yeah. black. Killer bees. Killer yeah. bees. Golden, golden, golden black. black. Channel the spirit of John Belushi. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're uh, under 35, you have no idea what no, the hell I was yeah. talking yeah. about. Google, yeah. Google John Belushi on yeah. YouTube. And, and Killer look, B. Look for Killer B and, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so speaking of alcohol, I ran, <laughs> yeah. into, yes. Go on. I ran into a very interesting drink on Friday night. I, I have a question before you get yes. started with that. Okay. We're still in the hobby section? Yes. Okay. Just, okay. just clarifying that. <laughs> it's alcohol is a hobby of mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know it is. That's why I said so that. It's pretty much my only hobby at this <laughs> That's point. That's why I said that. Uh, I am professional. Exactly. Yeah. Stop being a hobby years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is true. So... Well, I can I've compete given, professionally. But I've, I've, I choose not to. Yeah. I choose not to do I'm that. I've sure yeah. given up my amateur right. status. <laughs> so... um no, we tried a new uh, new place with some girlfriends of mine on Friday night. It was a place called The Vig. Yeah. Vig. Doesn't sound hipster at um, all. Up at, at 16th and Bethany Home. Mm-hmm. And so Bethany Home Road is is just standard street in Phoenix. But they had a drink on the menu that was simply called Take Bethany Home. Hmm. <laughs> nice. And it was... Um, it, it, was all, it was all vodka. It was, excuse me. It was all different kinds of alcohol. But it had agave nectar in it mm, and sweet. some watermelon liqueur, yeah, which sounds... actually it combined together and it tasted literally like nothing. It was incredibly mm. soft flavored, incredibly hmm. soft. dangerous, very dangerous. It was literally I finished one and went. Hmm. That was about three <laughs> based on my reaction mentally. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, now I got to stay here for like four hours. So I didn't get home till almost midnight. That was oh, a plan. Because wow. it was, I had to stay. I had to eat dinner. Right. Yeah. There was no just meet right. for a drink and go. Nope. Because it just clubbed you on the back of the head with a blackjack at that point. Yep. A very soft and pillowy one, but nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. It, literally, yeah. you had no idea. 
No idea. So, another moral of this story for the journey to PAX Prime 2011 is, if anyone out there listening is attending PAX Prime 2011, let us know about it. Send an email to Uh, CH. Zana's going from Black Void. I've seen that already. So, send us an email to ch at vtwproductions.com. Yes. And we'll see about making sure that people can rendezvous at some point during the show to say hi, get on the air, do whatever. Right. We're not going to be doing a ton of live broadcast this going to do a lot oh of God. recording. What are you laughing about? <laughs> yes. I'm reading Pussar's shirt in video chat. Oh, She's okay. got a Cartman shirt on. It's actually quite funny. So, yeah, yeah, definitely get with us. There's a couple of things we will be attending for sure, which is one is the Tri-Wizard Tournament. Yep. Um Io and I will be attending the uh, all-girl meetup on Sunday, so mm-hmm. you and can catch be in us drag. there. Yes, yes. Actually, well, you do have the legs. I for did. It. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did you just say actually about Grail being in drag? Actually, <laughs> Grail's I, looking at her like this what? news to me. <laughs> I did read in the forums on the all-girl meetup mm-hmm. forums stating that if you are female, if you feel you are female. Whether you happen to have the equipment or not to be female, Tran- you are is allowed to attend. Right. Very good. Just no boys. So if you no feel boys you feel are boys. female, yep. you are allowed to attend. <laughs> should I trot out the old line? What? <laughs> you should know what I'm talking about. Which one? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course. Okay. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gnome's looking at me like you know, he knows what I'm talking about, too. You I want to hear it. You have heard me say this. I should, I, I should go because yeah. I am a lesbian trapped in a man's body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. See? right, yes. Yeah. So, so those are two specific I know. It's places. like, well, I could think of worse things being like, oh, I have to be in drag, but I'm surrounded by girls that like gaming. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. La-ti-da. Twist my arm. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. I'll go. Yes. All right. That, that brings us neatly to our first break since we started a little late because of the weirdness with uh, the end of show X. Mm-hmm. I blame you, Ken and Todd. Oh, yes. So, we do not, sadly have an episode of Northrend News. No! No! Amelia no. over my no. day is on vacation. What? A well-deserved vacation. We don't give her vacation. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at how much we <laughs> pay for these. Thank you, Greg. She doesn't have vacation <laughs> time, Jacob. <laughs> I hate all of you. She does not have vacation time saved up. This is uncompensated. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, Job anyway... Abandonment. We have some Marion Call queued up for you guys. Uh, hopefully, uh, not this Friday, because we have Mike Furman this Friday, but the Friday after, we'll have Marion Call on Alpha Geek Interviews. Oh, cool. For another in the series of musical artists. This is her I'll Still Be a Geek After Nobody Thinks It's Chic. You are <laughs> listening to Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Our RSS feeds are created and maintained by RSS feed creator from JitBit Software. Check them out on the web at JitBit. Dot com. They have a widget for every occasion. We will be back right after this. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. 
New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. AudiblePodcast.com forward slash VTW Productions. All the cool kids keep enthusiasm rationed. Right down to the last explosive ounce. But I'd rather indulge my many passions. Even if my squaritude's a little too pronounced. Perhaps I do not strike you as a geek. Without the horn-rimmed glasses and knee-high argyle socks. But nerdery is more than wardrobe deep. And I'm a nerd down in my heart, and that's where nerdhood rocks. I'm better acquainted than a good girl ought to be. With Aragorn and Yosef Bridge and Worf and Hal and Han. But you don't really know me, and my culture don't control me. So don't you pigeonhole me, cause my face is set to stun. swept the country and suddenly old moon boots were Italian haute couture Time magazine reported that our time had finally come I guess they didn't know that we already
Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Let's see. We left off. We were just closing out the thoughts on looking forward to Penny Arcade Expo yes. later this month. When it's is it? 26, 27, 28th oh, is it? Okay. this right. month. Yes, yeah. next month, which starts tomorrow. 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 And yes. before that, tomorrow. so I actually travel twice in August because I hit DEF CON next week. Yep. I travel once in August and once in September. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of traveling going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Don't hate me because I'm pretty. Uh, I don't hate you because you're pretty. I hate you. You hate me because I'm going to Hawaii. You're going to an island for paradise. Two for two weeks. weeks. <laughs> and I'm getting paid for it. Yes, I know. Twice. Eat me. Whatever. Okay. Oh From God. both jobs. Eat me. Yeah, yeah. Just Wait, for both jobs? Yep. Double dip. <sighs> oh, that's where your two weeks Mili- is. Oh, military leave, yes, baby. That's uh, right. Yes, my two week <laughs> annual tour. <laughs> oh, my <right>. God. <laughs> is in Hawaii. <laughs> this time. I know. You got really, I really suck. lucky. <laughs> well, you've yeah. gotten some sucky deployments before. I was going to say this. Yeah, we're, Iraq tops that list. You yeah. think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, I think I've earned this. No offense. This but. is where they're going to be taking the pictures to put on the recruiter's walls. <laughs> Look right. how beautiful it yes. is. Come join us and it's I'm Hawaii. I'm so geeked out about that. I'm taking like three fly rods with me. and mm-hmm. I'm so geeked about this right now. I've been looking at fly patterns for Hawaii. and oh, yeah. God. I'm so totally God. stoked about oh, this. Goodness. That is too funny. Mm. Oh, so yeah, lots of traveling going on. I'm really excited to see what happens at DEF CON this year. I'll Just, come uh, back. Remember with to the, sanitize. I will. Mm-hmm. I will. I'm not staying at the hotel where the conference is occurring. I never do. You're wise beyond your few years. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, uh, damn. and I never have data services turned on while nope. <laughs> yeah. Just leave your electronics. With the batteries torn out of them. No, no, I just, I just leave the iPhone as just a phone. I just turn off all the data services. Yep. It seems to do it. No Bluetooth, no nothing. Yep. Last just be scared. careful. Yes, yes. <sighs> I actually used to have dreams about being pwned at DEF CON, that, that all of up, my... Up on the wall of sheep. Not the wall of sheep, just that all of my electronic equipment conspired against me while I was at DEF CON. So I'd, I would sit down at my computer and it would mock me. Skynet. <laughs> so they would mock my phone, my phone, I would pick it up and I would dial someone. No and, way, me And bag. they would start and, they, and it would basically say, it would basically just not dial. And then it would call me and it would be random person <laughs> that I didn't want to talk to calling. So yeah. in the land, we were talking about you know, advertising earlier. Another fun advertisement tool that I came across yesterday was the Futurama app. For iOS devices. Oh, cool. Oh, I saw that. You can make your own head in a jar. Yes, I saw <laughs> that. Oh, God. He put all of us, he put the entire family up last I night. I Gnomewise, Iolite, Nemesis, and Arch Nemesis, all with their heads in jars. Wow. They know because they follow me on Twitter because I tweeted yes. it out. Yep. And I, I was like, it. you are far too easily amused. <laughs> Damn right. It's part of his charm. Yep. yep. That was cute. Never a dull moment. Yeah. <laughs> but I digress. Oh my God! So That's yeah, there, there, there you go. Comedy Central. There's some free advertising for just keep making those fine shows. Yeah, and like, cute and cute apps. Apparently, apparently yes. <laughs> well, I was on the head in a jar. I know. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> what? Something from None Left in the Black Void. Dare I ask? The American Army. Your experience may differ. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Kudos to you, none left. That was very good, except I'm not in the army, but that's okay. I get the joke. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> it applies <laughs> either way. That was good. <laughs> little little disclaimer at the bottom of the advertisement. Yes, your experience may Experience differ. not typical. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Results may vary. 
that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> cannot rate online play. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the call-in topic again, just to refresh your memories and your email-in topic. What is your non-gaming-related hobby that you fall back on when you're not gaming? Yeah. <laughs> get ready to call in the last segment and or email in now. And I see Pusar has already emailed in, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Nice. Uh, yeah, she's showing me pictures of it. In the <laughs> land of the wonderful, wonderful research thread, uh, leading it off was a video that doesn't make for very good radio, but does give uh, some teasers about the upcoming half season, remaining half season of Doctor Who. I think Io and I are the only Doctor Who fans here. I think so, yes. yes. We need yep. to fix that. Oh my god, do we need to fix that? You're very wrong oh, well, to not be fans. We have so much to watch already. I, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what's wrong. That's yep. the only problem. What? I'd spend that time watching Doctor Who and I'd miss baseball. Yeah. And? Well, uh, football now. And, yeah, well, and football. now football. Yes. I hear tell that something has happened in the land of football that, uh, in the back of my mind, that you all may know something about. Yeah. Well, there is going to be football. <laughs> there is. The lockout's, the lockout's over. There was yeah. doubt? Um, yes. Yeah, there was enough Kinda doubt. Kind of that way. That made it, you know. We're not so sure about the NBA, but I don't really care about basketball yeah, anyway. Who cares? But, I mean, I, there wasn't <laughs> between, between football and hockey, I got plenty. And soccer, I got plenty to do all winter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't need basketball unless I'm desperate or the Suns are winning everything in sight. <laughs> or the I mean, Pistons, for that matter. There was enough talk that, you know, a lot of people would say, well, there's no way they'll let any games go because that's millions upon millions of dollars for everyone involved. They ended up missing. They're going to miss games. Uh-huh. They're going to miss preseason games, which, you know, did show that it did get to a certain point that everybody was – you know, not just hung up on the money. There were some serious issues. But on the good news side, they signed a labor agreement for 10 years with no opt-out. And on the bad oh, news side, I didn't hear that. I yeah. thought there was an opt-out after, after no, seven. No. They, that was the last I'd heard. It's 10 years of pure working bliss. Nice. Yeah. But on the bad side of that, we did pay for preseason games. Well, we'll still see the preseason. There was like only two or three games ah. that, like the Hall of Fame game, is not getting played. Oh, okay, that's not so. Good. We'll still see. So a slightly truncated season. Yeah. Well, I mean, not really. It's like one or two specialty games. games. It's like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, they don't play it around here. Who cares? <laughs> so, I yes, see. Doctor Who. Uh, just they've the second half of the season begins, I believe, August twenty seventh. So all you guys are up in Seattle. Mm. I'll be tuning into my iPlayer and going. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> That's Nerd. how you watch it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely naked, covered in oil. Mm. Oh, yay. Don't worry, I line the room with plastic. What an image. That's I was going to say, not on my sheets, you don't. <laughs> what? Oh, oh my but anyway. God. Yeah, it looks to be a fine. They did an interesting thing this season where they knew they were splitting it into two parts, which is atypical for the, the Beeb, but they've done uh, taken a cue, I guess, from some of the American series where they uh, all know. seem, this whole idea of the mid-season break, I wish they would just, just stop, stop it. Stop it, yes. Just give us the damn story. But this time they wrote it such that there was a, a story arc for the first half that concluded nicely, um, but left enough of the bigger threads un, untied up, so we've got remaining story through the r- remainder of the series. But it was, it was a nice non semi non cliffhanger ending and looks like they've got a lot of fun uh, some new new villains and a few classic villains sprinkled in um, yeah. the danger with doctor who is they they do tend to recycle stuff a bit too much uh. they were on a, they were on a dalek frenzy when they first came back from the uh the 10 year hiatus and they thankfully have, have stated that they're just backing off on the whole 
Dalek as the major villain every single freaking season um, and are coming up with more creative and interesting things when they switch to the current producing team. Oh, that's good. Cool. Yeah. So and they've come up with some great fun ideas. Um, and currently, the fun thread throughout the first half of the season was that one of the major characters at some point extremely early in the season, this is no spoiler because it's been revealed, was replaced with a duplicate. Oh. In such a way that she didn't know she had been replaced by a duplicate. Okay. So it was a technology where they stick you in a la Matrix. They stick you into a sensory tube. Right. And then you're controlling an avatar of yourself. And they did in such a way that she wasn't fully aware that she was in this tube. So, you know, all the senses and interaction were being relayed back to her. So, of course, you know, it, it was really her. Yeah. And they figured out at the very end that, nope, you're not who you say you are. And, you know, basically flip a switch and she dissolves into a puddle of goo. Ooh. Ooh. And they're like, and now we have to go find her. Yeah. The real one, yeah. The half season climax was finding her. And yeah. freeing her. Okay. The wrinkle was that way back many, many months ago when she was abducted, she had just gotten pregnant. Oh. Ew. And delivered her child while she was in captivity. Ew. And they, the child? they stole the kid. Oh. They had replaced the kid with a flesh replica. Ugh. And the, the yeah. And so they had stuck the kid in one of the tubes, and the kid was controlling its baby avatar. And, and <laughs> so they thought they'd rescued the, the mother and the daughter. Right. Yeah. And right at the end, the baby dissolves into a puddle of goo because they had. And the, the villain was, was taunting the doctor, saying, And we fooled you with the same trick twice. twice. And like, Ooh, wow. you're a good villain. Stupid you, head. You can stay. Stupid head. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> Stupid so head. So the, the second half of the season is now. Going to save the daughter. Right. Right. We know they saved the daughter, though. Yeah, well, we know they save her. Because yes. the other wrinkle is a major character who's been recurring now for three years? Four Two, years? three seasons, yeah. Uh, She's a phenomenal R- character. River Song, played by, God, I can't remember her name. She was in ER. She was the curly red haired uh, love interest of the Goose Man's character. Um, anyway, yeah, okay. She's Whatever. been the the. They've been having a lot of fun with the time travel aspect, right. where they keep meeting her out of sequence. Mm-hmm. So they the first time we meet her, she has all the indications of have had it, of having had a very long romantic relationship, relationship with, with the, the doctor. doctor, right? And he was meeting her for the first time. And then all the other times we've had interactions with her, it's been at, at not in a linear sense at all, and they're kind of comparing notes as to what have we both seen and not seen. Because they don't want to spoil it for each other. Right, no spoilers. Right. You know, no it's, spoilers. It's a play on the internet thing of spoilers. Yes. Um, okay. And the big reveal at the very end of the episode is she's their daughter. Oh. Ah. So we know she's okay so she's in the end. She's okay. And she's all grown up and having... Um, a romantic relationship with the doctor. Right. <laughs> but. And, yeah, so, so the mother and know. father, the young 20-something. Yeah. Who just got married last season and immediately got pregnant and then all these weird things happen. Are the parents of this person who they've been interacting with for two years and like, uh, you're our daughter. Oh, weird. And you're older than we are. You're way older than we are and you're hooked up. 
Yeah, it's got to be confusing. My brain hurts. No kidding. So it's been a lot of a ton of really fun storytelling. They, they've really. The actress's name is Alex Kingston. Alex Kingston, thank you. Um, great actress has been having a a ton of fun with the role, um, being mysterious and and fun in that. Normally, the doctor is this all-knowing, omnipotent, mm. and she often knows more than he does, and it frustrates the hell out of it. I bet. She, and knows, she knows how to pilot the TARDIS better than he does. Oh. It's like, who taught you to... What? Right. How could you... God! So they, they've taken the character and turned it on its head, and, and really, they've used the whole time travel thing. In a show that's based on time travel, you'd mm. think they would use these things more? No. Uh, you look over the 38-year history of the show, and they very rarely actually use time travel because it's – I don't know why, because it, it's too powerful. Right, right, of course. They've always stuck to the – no, once we land and become part of the timeline, we're stuck. Yeah. Right. We can't create paradox, which is good for the storytelling because, oh, we'll just get in the time machine and we'll tell ourselves not to do that. Right, exactly. No. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And they've done a couple where they've they've actually played with the idea of what happens if we do cause a paradox. They had a good episode um, with uh, Christopher Eccleston when they first brought the series back, yeah, where Chris they actually Eccleston, went yeah. back and his female companion, without his approval, stopped her father from being killed right after she was born oh. and yeah. ripped a hole in the fabric of space time. And it's oh. a very bad scene, but yeah. mm. the fun thing at the end of this of this last episode was, and the Doctor will return in August in. Let's kill Hitler. <laughs> so the name of the episode is Let's Kill Hitler. <laughs> and you're like, so literally what? you get to the end of this incredibly dramatic and huge build up the entire season and all of the emotion of my, baby's, my oh. baby's been right. stolen and I need to get my child back. And, you know, I mean, Amy is just completely Amy Pond is her name um, is just completely devastated. And doesn't know what to think when it's revealed that that River, who she's known she's, for uh, so uh, long, is that what? Because it's for her, River's her well, baby. It's you know, yeah. And uh, and so you go from this incredible drama, and then you know they go run credits, and then, and then coming soon, let's, let's kill, kill Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> they end up in a Tarantino movie. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just so, too funny. Rather looking forward to that, and I'll, cool. I'll do my damnedest to get you now the entirety. Is on Netflix streaming now, mm. so you have we the power. We may hit it at some point. Then it's yes. possible. Yeah. Yes. So, in other words, I'll just make if you, you stay have, after, have... after every show and watch at least <laughs> two episodes, <laughs> I will make popcorn. Mm. But I will say this: you don't. I picked up watching at uh, Christopher Eccleston when they revived the new, the, when they revived the series mm-hmm. um, in with, Yeah, two thousand five, and it's been an incredibly rewarding. And of course, it's it's British television, so their seasons are substantially shorter. Thirteen right. episodes, yeah, usually. thirteen. Mm-hmm. So there's Running just not HBO as many. Program. Yeah, yeah, that basically. Yeah. Um, and then they'll do a Christmas special every year that's like an hour and ten minutes. Oh, okay, it's a little bit longer than their forty-five minute episode. Well, it's interesting is you look at the old Doctor Who, and it was very episodic in that there was rarely a story that was less than three episodes long. So you would have three hours of storytelling for one plot. And they changed that, this to a more mainstream layout now where each each show is totally self-contained, one-hour drama. And occasionally they'll bleed over into a two-episode arc. Mm. So that, that's a, a big change in the format. But it's, it's 
so much better than it used to be. <laughs> as as nostalgic and as much as I love the original Doctor Who that I grew up with, as far as serious storytelling that grabs a big audience and keeps you tuning in, appealing to more than just the tight niche of science, you know, science fiction nerd. Um, I, I like the new Doctor very, very much. And they do an occasional episode that hits the creepo scary meter, like it pegs it. Like you remember watching Buffy and you liked the episode Hush. Oh yeah, I love that yep. episode. Mm-hmm. They hit that creepy level on occasion in here, that scary level on right. occasion, and it is just—it's very, very well. You're done. thinking of the Weeping Angels, aren't you? I'm thinking mm-hmm. of the Weeping Angels. I'm also thinking of um, the Empty Child and the Doctor Dancing. Oh, God, yes. Very, very scary story. Mm-hmm. How can you make a tiny little eight-year-old child that... Terrifying. Terrifying? They did. They did. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently, and something I never really picked up when I was watching it as, as a child growing up was it always kind of was that preteen, teen, semi-horror was, was the Doctor's... Genre, and they're they're doing that more and more with the uh, just because it's successful. It's that whole mm-hmm. young reader kind of demographic there, and and I don't know goosebumps or whatever you want to call it. Oh they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They hit that, but a little bit heavier than that sometimes. A little bit heavier, yeah. I mean, it's not incredibly graphic typically. No, not but, at all. Um, a lot of it is, is suspenseful. They do oh. that. They do the suspense really well. They do the um, and then they do the kind of epic battle. You know, scenes pretty well. They do that well too. Like that. They, so well, they, they've been having fun know. with their effects budget because yes. they were on a shoestring for so many decades. And we now they're now. and now they're not. Yeah. <laughs> cash, cash money, and the technology has just gotten better and cheaper. So, thank you, Babylon Five, for developing that entire platform on yeah. which modern <laughs> television sci-fi is built. <sighs> so yes, uh, the Blackford is saying, "Are you my mummy?" Which was was the tagline from The Empty Child. Are you my mummy? All right, moving along to our next break, because we just consumed the The entire break break with that, with my uh, undying love for Doctor Who. (laughs) Nice. Yes. You'd think we were talking about Will. Big nerd. Yeah. (laughs) Next section. (laughs) So manly. Oh, anyway. I have to tell you, I actually was talking to a friend of mine on Skype about um, Gnomewise's man crush on uh-huh. Will Wheaton. Uh-huh. And, um, and he wrote to me, we were just chatting on Skype, and he wrote, um, uh, he wrote, Gnome and Will sitting in a tree. <laughs> wow. And, uh-huh. and I couldn't, oh, I couldn't help it. I actually wrote something back, um, and I'm not sure it's appropriate to say on the air, but I got one of those odd pauses in Skype where they're processing Uh-oh. what you just typed. <laughs> and then I just got, wow. <laughs> At which point I actually started. I actually had to type a raffle mail in because I'm laughing out loud. It happened to be, can people come walking over? And I'm like, minimize. <laughs> you don't get to see that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love you. You're pretty. <laughs> All right. We have a break queued up here. The previously mentioned Mike Furman. This was recorded by us live at Woodstock 3.0. This is a track called I'm Just Not Feeling It. We'll be back with more of Casually Hardcore right after this. (laughs) 
Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. This is Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink handy. Is everybody having a good Woodstock so far? It's just going to get better and better, and the only way to properly introduce our next guest, like I said, better and better. Uh, I need to invoke one of the greatest cinematic experiences of all time. I am, of course, talking about Ghostbusters. You'll recall, towards the end of Ghostbusters, Gozar the Gazarian asked the Ghostbusters to choose their destroyer. After carefully not thinking for a while, Ray Stance just pops an idea out there that is the most friendly, the kindest, the sweetest, the thing that could not possibly destroy the world. It was impossible. It was the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, and of course, it did attempt to fuck their shit up. Our next guest is the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, but in human form. Uh, he is nicknamed from us the Human Smile. He is genuinely one of the most terrific people, but make no mistake about it, he will destroy you. You also know him as the firm half of Heart and Firm. Please give a warm Woodstock welcome to Mike Furman. What's up, Woodstock? You're looking good, Woodstock. Looking good. Close. But tonight, my name is B. Wild. And y'all know that B stands for Barnaby. Because I'm Barnaby Wild, yo. I'm going to make y'all dance tonight. Y'all ready to get up and dance? I got my DJ with me. Give up for my DJ. This is DJ Nine. In the back, you can give it up, it's all right. He's a person. DJ 8 didn't work out so good. Where are my ladies at? <laughs> Gonna make you move, ladies. Where are my fellas at? Y'all try to keep up. <laughs> all right, DJ, you ready for that beat? Let's do this. Yeah. You ready to move? I am too. Here we go. Come on, come on. Gonna get your body rocking. Gonna make you make you move with this. Ooh. Can I be honest? Yeah. I'm not too crazy about this beat right here. Do you think that we could just start over? Yeah, I'm giving up on this beat. The snare comes in way too soon. And the bass ain't pumping. No, the bass ain't right at all. I'm giving up on this beat. It just didn't come 
together. No one will be jumping when the plane is at the club. No, I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. No, I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. You better turn it off. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com, as the entirety of Phoenix Comic Con there just told you. Yep. <laughs> yes. Ready to hit the research thread hard. Mm-hmm. I would like to do a shout out first to the people who came to the I like, party. I will give a shout out hard. Random. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You're uh, sexy. Uh, all right. So, shout outs to a slightly larger mm-hmm. dance, dance party this week. Thank you so much for coming, guys. Uh, we have none left who is here and doing all of our um, PMing for us. We Let me, have uh, uh, to play the. Uh, there we go. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. 
And we have Chinniki, and we have White Tempest, who showed up very close to first. Boba Fetish is actually the first one here, who uh, was actually here at the beginning. You're not doing uh, it, right? Boba and, Fetish. Boba Fetish. <laughs> what? If you're going to have standards... Valerian is here. Copy is here for the first time in several floppy weeks. hat lady. Yay. Yes, but she's not wearing the floppy hat in video chat. And and wait, a blast from the old days. Snowscar is here. Snowscar, ah. how the hell are you? Yeah, he's hanging out with us. So we've got some fun going on, and we are at the dance party having a good time. Excellent. Nice. So. All right. From the thread of research, yes, BBC.co.uk, mm-hmm. George Lucas loses Star Wars copyright case at the Supreme Court. Yeah, I yeah. saw that one. This is in the UK, mind you. Mm-hmm. Prop designer who made the original Stormtrooper helmets for Star Wars has won his battle with director George Lucas over his right to sell replicas. Andrew Ainsworth, 62, of South London, successfully argued that the costumes were functional, not artistic works, and so not subject to full copyright law. Judges at the Supreme Court upheld a 2009 Court of Appeal decision, allowing Mr. Ainsworth the, uh, to continue selling them. They also ruled that the director's copyright has been violated in the U.S. So, because he won the mm-hmm. case over here. Mm-hmm. So the wrinkle in the uh, UK law is that you can be found guilty of violating foreign copyright. Right. So he probably didn't win all that much. Well, no. He basically won at the end of the article. It goes on to say that he was very happy with it because all that prevented him from doing was selling the items in the uh, US, which he stopped doing quite a while ago anyway. So to him, he's like, I can do what I want. This is stuff I wanted to sell. And I mean, the whole, all boils down to is whether items made for a movie are industry or right. art. Right. And they ruled it was uh, in this particular case because they were mass produced. Right. And right. They had to mass produce them because they had large crowds of stormtroopers. Exactly. That nope, it's a functional item. It's not a piece of art. So you may go forth and sell many. Yeah. But I don't know. That's an interesting interpretation, considering you had it was mass produced, but it was mass produced exactly the same exactly. way. Exactly off of an artistic model that was thematic to and right. emblematic of the Empire in the... Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, the Mona Lisa's been mass-produced in terms of replicas right. of it, so... I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I just work here. I know. <laughs> well, I know. That's what we're, we're talking about. Yeah. So we're seeing Uncle that. George, you know, doing his normal... Getting the money out of us any way he can. <laughs> Watch for the 3D Phantom Menace coming to a theater oh, near you I soon. I know. Yes, they're redoing them all as 3D... Thank God. Reprocess. Oh, I was God, hoping yeah. for that. I, oh. Yeah, because yeah, it's I not so like... Much better. I mean, it's not like the dialogue needed any work. No. 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 I mean, or the, the story. story. The story yeah. Is yeah. yeah. Like, I so. mean, it's... Misa it's, coming at you in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can punch me in the face. <laughs> you can see the entire trust audience me. going... <laughs> yes, <laughs> trust me. I'll be trying. Yeah. All right, I got one. Hit it. I've been waiting all morning or all afternoon to read this. Go for it. <laughs> the White House just rickrolled someone on Twitter. <laughs> I love this. Nice. Nero tubes or Nero YouTubes while Rome burns. I have no idea what that means, but the White House, probably realizing the country isn't the entire country is mega financially screwed anyways, just rickrolled a Twitter critic who complained about the entertainment value of an Obama briefing. Retaliation? Watch this annoying video, you jerk. <laughs> you might think the official mouthpiece of the United States of America indulging in well-worn meme prankery is a little unbecoming of the office, but hey, they're no strangers to love. 
Obama knows the rules, and so do I. A full tax hike, what he's thinking of, you wouldn't get this from any other guy. He wants to tell you, he just wants to tell you how he's feeling. Got to make you understand, don't annoy the White House while they're trying to save the global financial system. Next time, it'll be Goatsy. Oh! And they, <laughs> yes, and they actually have, this is from Gizmodo.com, they actually have a screenshot of at White House, the White House, with the check mark, and it says at Wigs SD. Sorry to hear that. Fiscal policy is important, but can be dry sometimes. Here's something a little more fun, and it's a Rick Astley YouTube video. Oh. I'm never going to give you up. I'm like, oh my god, that's the whole the whole country's going to hell in a handbasket. But that's the most awesome thing ever. Yeah. That's actually really funny. Yes, you you actually kind of have, you actually have to have a sense of humor for that. Exactly. Yes, I and feel I uh, just a right. tiny micron better about my government yeah <laughs> so no kidding. do you want to feel worse <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah actually i saw something a million stories no. i got something i could read later that uh that uh well there was a couple actually actually the story i have isn't about the white house okay. i decided to do political but hit it um it's okay i'm going to okay well. so that, i don't know if any of you may remember adrian curry mm-hmm do you remember her at all? America's she was, top model. She, she was, was on in a Surreal, Surreal Life. Life yeah. And she ended okay. up marrying, well, not marrying, yeah, marrying Brady. Yeah. Um, not a Brady, but oh, Brady. Um, what's like, his name? Like the oh, guy no, from she, the Brady Bunch. Yeah, the, one I of the guys which from one. the Brady Bunch. I mean, Knight, my, I, I've Knight, only seen her Knight. recently. Christopher Knight. Christopher Knight. Com- Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay, you which, which I believe is what yes, you're going for which is here. where I'm going for. So this girl has a habit of taking her clothes off, basically. Yeah. Anywhere and everywhere she can. Um, so she goes to Comic-Con in... Cosplay, really good cosplay. Really yeah. great cosplay. However... The subject she chose... Was Flux. Aeon Flux. Was Aeon Flux, who wears the, not, basically Not the movie version, string. the original animated the, right. version. The original animated comic book mm-hmm. things 80s, are 90s, very tiny MTV. and hide things they shouldn't have and hold up things they really don't. Impossible. Yes. yes. Outfits. Impossible leather outfits. Yeah. So she wears this outfit, and of course she's basically got a, a, a string up her butt. Is 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 her it's a backside? Thong. It's a it's yeah. A, it's a leather thong. If mm-hmm. you can even get that, it's I don't even custom know, made thick enough to be a uh-huh. thong. But basically, so she gets kicked out of uh, Comic Con. Comic Con for, for wearing that. For showing for, mm-hmm. for no showing for not her, wearing anything. For wearing right. for showing her entire butt and not wearing anything, which there are rules. I love. I think that that should happen way more often. I love the fact that people go to Comic-Con and dress up. It is one of the coolest things when they do it really well, and yep. I really enjoy it. Yeah, and on I, one hand, the costume was incredible. The costume and was the costume, incredible. The makeup and the hair. Yes. If you know what Anne Flux, you know, the comic right. the cartoon right. character looks like, how hard that is to replicate. Yeah. In yes. And she nailed it. Whoever she worked with and who yeah. did all that work, great job. Kudos to you. Kudos. Just don't parade around the floor with nothing covering your backside. Exactly. So that that I was kind of proud that they stood their ground. Stood their ground and, and got her out. Basically, of Basically, they got they got her to her panel and got her sat down in a chair. And they uh. hit it with a with a sweater. Yeah. Okay. And they, then they made her put a sweater around right. her and then backside and then her escorted the her out. Yes. Which I love. Like I said, I love. I love the cosplay. I think it's great. And sometimes, yes, cosplay does get a little sexy, especially when you get into anime you think and things like that but seriously you're in a public forum you should not be dressed that way unless you're there's a pole next to you basically unless people go to <laughs> see that on if that's what their purpose Keeping is her off the pole then then don't dress that way 
Really? Well, see, I disagree. Or at least I disagree slightly towards this. Number one, what she was wearing, I think I, I'm pretty certain I saw way worse at the Phoenix Comic Con this year. And no on mm. like sub-puberty girl. Like you'd see, you know, 10-year-olds and, and 12-year-olds that were wearing, uh, showing at least a lot more skin. Not than more I think than her, she, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. She was showing her entire butt. Well, uh, yeah, I mean... Basically, the leather would vanish into the crack and, and not reemerge. Not reemerge. And, yes. and the rest was just butt. But. Fine butt. Yeah. Sculpted butt. Butt butt. But I mean, I, like I said, I'm happy to see, A, it was on somebody of legal age. Yeah. B, yes. <laughs> I'm happy to see... I mean, it is exactly what the person wore. It wasn't like she was... Mocking up a costume to make it look more sexy than it was just based on something that was it impossibly was just sexy. and it was uh, but it was sci-fi. It wasn't something that was uh, you sexy know, for sexy. It wasn't sake. like a porn movie, a sci-fi porn movie. It was based on a sci-fi uh, item. I think that's okay. And third. Honestly, she changed into a second costume that was like an imperial officer, right. and I thought she looked a lot better as an imperial officer. Than I, I, I saw that picture. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Well, for sure. But here's the thing: that uh, big blue guy, also in um, Doctor Manhattan, Watchmen. Yes. Yeah. In yes. Watchmen. Would you like a, just some guy just in blue paint parading around and completely naked? Okay. A, a butt is not a genital. Well, yeah, but still, yeah. I mean, that's if you're going by it was. If he exactly was parading like the costume, mm-hmm. he's of legal age. Mm-hmm. If he was parading around in blue glowy paint and, and nothing else, had somehow managed to cover his front side, like let's there, say there he wore parts, a thong. There were parts of the was, movie where he had kind of a yeah. side piece. Yes. He wore that up. No, would I personally stare at it? No. Would I be okay with him walking around? Yeah, I mean, I'd be okay with that. I don't think so, because that's a public forum and there's children there. It's not like it's just all adults that go mm. to the Comic-Con. Kids go to Comic-Con, too. I don't know. Uh, to me, it seems like a double standard based on the things I've seen at other conventions already. I have never seen anyone dress like that, oh, yeah. ever. So, anyway. But <laughs> Opinions vary. Exactly. Yes. But my whole point is that, in my opinion, that probably, I'm glad that they, they did that. Just like I'm glad that Pin Arcade kind of sticks to the no real booth babes deal, too. Yeah. Yes. So. Every, everyone populating your booth should be able to intelligently answer questions. Right. About your about product. About your product. So what they've been doing is training the booth babes on the product. And if, Booth babes if, can be trained. And that's fine. Get the snack. Get the snack. Know, right? Get the snack. <laughs> and that's fine because if you want to go talk to someone about the product mm-hmm. and they can't answer the question, <laughs> what? What are they doing there? But sure, if, yeah, see, that's. I mean, yeah, the booth babes are nice, but if yeah. I'm really interested in the product, number one, I don't want to talk to a booth babe. It's like, no, I want to talk to one of the employees who actually works for the company, not you. But that's just me. Yeah. And I'm kind of weird that way. I think I think that if they can answer questions intelligently and they are an employee, then yeah. it, they don't qualify as a booth babe. I agree. They you can, can have good-looking people who know the product. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Basically what they're trying and to breed. We, we interviewed yep. good-looking yes. people who knew the product. And so sure. I think that... Um, yes, and, and, and people other than me, too. <laughs> I think that uh, yeah. there's the, there's the laws like you'll get. I want to go back to the costume oh. thing for a second. <laughs> I was gonna say, an issue standing there in a thong and knew the product, it still would work for me. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> boingy, 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 boingy. No, I just was I, I just was thinking about you know the the legal limits. What can people wear in public and not right. and not be arrested? And and I think that you know we kind of draw those limits for a reason. And people have the right to change them at private events, right? 
um, and set their own standards at private events and, and enforce those standards. Why wouldn't you go into a restaurant that has a jacket or a tie required? You know, those sorts of things. And so the, the reality is that it was entirely within Comic-Con's purview to do it. Right. I think we deal with the idea that we're taking our kids out in public whenever we take them out in public. Uh-huh. And you're going to deal with... At certain venues, you're going to deal with more risque things, and you just need to be prepared to deal with oh, that with for, your kids. For sure. But the deal with this one is so. it actually violated the um, obscenity laws. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, bye-bye. Yep. Go change your costume. <laughs> we, they, if they let her stay, they would be liable for we'll assisting to break the law. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, and her second costume, like Grail said, was awesome. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I saw the second one. Is, I thought that was great. I think it's kind of telling that she had a full plan B in the closet. I know. Yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, she knew. Uh-huh. And be- because this this is her habit. This is something she does often. And, right. So. Look yeah. at the publicity she just got from oh, us. Oh, for sure. So, score. All right. So, from the threat. Oh, you were, I have you were one. still yeah. rolling. No, I have one. Go. Um, this is a totally change of subject. Change of subject. Uh, there's a webpage out there called Ars Technica. Yes. Ars Technica does a great conference um, every year around the September time frame in Europe, and they're a design-based organization. And um, Ars Technica worked with Samsung, and they funded a study that's talking about 3D videos. We're talking about all these movies done in 3D and all of the 3D televisions that are coming out. Yep. And, mm-hmm. of course, what they're finding now is that certain 3D video causes eye strain and fatigue. What a surprise. Big surprise. Kind of expected that. Um, so do iPads and things like this after a certain amount of time. Sure. So um, there is basic relevance there to uh, people, you know, don't don't blind yourselves, people. But, yeah, the idea is that um, we need to be aware of what are the impacts of the technologies are that we're looking at. So the research is highly relevant to 3D content designers um, because as they're designing the new things, they need to look at how it's actually straining and stressing the eyes of the viewers to make it safe for the home. Hmm. So... There were, there were already cautions and warnings on the box for the Nintendo 3DS saying, basically, kids below a certain age should not look at this. Yeah. Because while their eyes are still developing forming. and are forming... It'll melt them. It will melt them. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> well, it, it could certainly make their tracking... Um, it could sure. mess up their tracking, and it could mess up their own 3D perceptions if they spend too much time playing I the game. I feel a lawsuit coming on. Oh, oh yeah, well, yeah. that's so they put uh, yes. the warning on it saying, well, we don't didn't want your kids to play it that much. Why did because, you let them? Why did you let them? Because we warned you that it might mess mm-hmm. up their eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the answer well, is... Oh, I wasn't thinking the parents. Yeah. I was thinking more the kids. My bad eyesight is all, the, all their... Well, you know, they will. Yeah, yeah. the kids are definitely going to file those lawsuits. America, land of the lawsuit. Exactly. Yes. For sure. Uh, I've got this one here. Google Plus and the right to use an alias. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. We I had a couple. Of, we had a couple of links to that. Yep. This is from this particular is from LinuxMagazine.com by Bruce Byfield. Until a few weeks ago, I hadn't thought much about the use of pseudonyms online. At times, I use Nanday, the species of parrots I live with, but a pseudonym that has never really been an option for most of my online presence because, rightly or wrongly, editors assume that my name has some value on an article. So as far as I had thought, pseudonyms seemed like a childish remnant from the early days of the web. But the growing complaints about Google Plus's anti-pseudonym policy have made me reverse my thinking. The matter came to a head a few days ago when Google+, the new social networking site, suddenly started deleting or limiting accounts for violating its terms of, ser- uh, its terms of conduct policy. Many, possibly most of these actions appear to have been for using a pseudonym contrary to the conduct's policy declaration. 
To help fight spam and prevent fake profiles, use the name your friends, family, or coworkers usually call you. For example, if your full legal name is Charles Jones Jr., but you normally use Chuck Jones or Junior Jones, either of those would be acceptable, end quote. So Google is taking a stand about your online presence being the real you. Looking at the all the pseudonyms and fake names and nom de plumes you can use over on the Facebooks of the world, they're trying to set themselves up as something different, In, including the founder of Google. Yes, who has a Zuckerberg? Su- su- no, it's not. Oh, Google, He's right. Facebook. This is Google. Yeah, yeah. I read this in one of the other articles. Yeah, he has a he uses a pseudonym on Facebook. Yeah, double standard. Just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> So, well, is I, is the ability to be anonymous on the internet a god given right? Or, I mean, on one hand, you don't have to use Google Plus, right? You can certainly hide out in Facebook. Well, yeah, that's exactly. I, I don't know necessarily if it's a god given right, but it's certainly an option. Um, but yeah, my feeling is, well, I guess I just won't be using Google Plus. I haven't heard any, really haven't heard anything it's good about really it anyway. It's really confusing anyway. I it's, haven't really heard anything good about it anyway, so I'm not real interested. And it's not like you use Facebook a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's it's separate because it's such its own world, the social networking, which you would use it. I mean, you could make an analog to going to a bar and not using your real name. Yeah. You could do that previous. You can do that now, obviously, but it's the same type of social setting that if you're with people you don't have to present yourself as yourself as yourself and if this site's going to force it and enough people go no i want to use whatever i want to use it'll fail it'll fail exactly exactly. the market will kind of correct itself well the interesting thing here is what google is really pushing for is this total integration across all of their products where you have your google id and kind of like you have an apple id exactly Except for the, the expanse of things that your Google idea can encompass now just keeps getting more and more massive. So it's Google+, Plus, it's your Gmail account, it is your Google Docs and your Google Apps. Um, it's, on, it's your Android phone's method of integrating with everything, your Android tablet. It's all one identity, and they're, and they're, they're trying to really force that identity to definitely be the real you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's dangerous in this day and age. Well, I also think, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I look at the, the use of a pseudonym um, on there as just a way to separate the pieces of your life in certain facts. The fact that I operate as Iolite on this radio show and in my gaming personalities and in this part of my life has very little to do with how I operate as, uh, as a professional in my work life from day to day where I'm doing business interactions. And they are, they are simply completely separate people, identities, and I don't need them crossed over and linked. They can be. It's not going to really hurt me, although it might hurt the Iolite side. It won't hurt thee because I'm not as cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's that the place, mundane you know? contaminating the contaminating exotic. contaminating the exotic exactly. So yeah, I do the same kind of kind of pigeonholing of you know I'm mm-hmm. when I do my my hobby my mm-hmm. internet radio thing I'm one online identity and when right. I'm interacting with family and professionals I'm somebody else something closer to <laughs> yeah. myself. Yes, I still don't like giving out accurate. You know, mother's maiden name, date of birth, sure, 
<laughs> they don't need zip those. code crap. Like, yeah, I'm like, no, they don't, I'm not they don't, that easy they to steal my identity. Well, and they you. don't need those. No. Thanks anyway. Yep. And and people who I want to interact with on those social media tools know how to find me. Mm-hmm. I've got my little limited scope of people that I'm I'm friending and right and, and that's it. Right. And I I use. I mean, I I am not. I maybe I just don't get it because I'm not a typical Facebook user where I interact with my extended family to a large extent. Mm-hmm. I mainly use it as a promotional tool for versus the world. Right. So my my introduction to and use of Facebook is atypical. Right. And I'm looking at Google Plus, and, and to me it falls way short because, number one, the interface hasn't grabbed me. I, no. I kind of look what they're shooting for, yeah. but it's not ripe yet. Yep. No, nope, not at it's all. It's new. It's in beta. I, right. I, I can give them that. Right. But the thing I need need to use it for is to have a page in there for the show. Right. Or a page in there for the network. Exactly. And that functionality simply is not built in yet. And that's not you know, that's not something that Facebook really got to into fa- until fairly recently. Sure, yep. they've really fleshed out the ability, and they have a huge number of ways you can put organizations and individuals and, mm-hmm. you know, and bands and you, you name mm-hmm. it can have a page on Facebook. And I assume Google will get there eventually, but for now, it's 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 like Facebook was when Facebook was new. It does a couple of things. It, yeah, but the difference between the two is because of what Facebook has done. Facebook, nobody had really seen anything like Facebook. Right. Now, Google Plus is trying to be the new Facebook. Right. And everyone's and ex- comparing it. And, ex- to and expectations are much, much, much higher. Right. When Facebook came out, there were no expectations because there was they a wow. This is, this is exactly. a new, new yeah. thing. This is totally new. So unless you want to cool. com- unless you want to compare it to like MySpace, but yeah. I don't think that's an accurate comparison personally. But Google Plus is now trying to be like I said, the new Facebook, and everybody's bar has been set way up here. By or way up high by Facebook and Google Plus isn't even getting close to that and people are not pleased about that mm-hmm. and then they pull crap like this and it's just like yeah okay thanks I'll just stick with Facebook for the, for the moment it's it's I mean the the <laughs> it's the devil we know yeah, yeah yes exactly. exactly I know how to avoid all the stupid apps right and how to lock out into you know and unfortunately I have to tightly monitor my privacy settings because sure. the, the SOBs over there will change it on me without notifying me as they have proven time and again so an upside to Google Plus is there are no apps. There's no current indication whether they're ever going to permit anything like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there may never be a Zynga over at Google+. And in the long term, once they ripen their product a bit and start offering more, if they continue to deny access to, to crap like that, they could potentially win me over. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, I'm very mindful of the horror stories. And there have been several that have gotten gone viral lately of people with no notice having their Google accounts Right. Shut off due to a vague violation of the terms of service and then being completely unable to get a hold of anyone in a timely manner mm-hmm. to get it rectified. When you've mm-hmm. put your entire life, all your in eggs there. in this yeah. one yeah. basket, all your documents, all your ability to communicate via your email, yeah. to have that just turned off, to give, give this organization that you have, you're not paying them any money. Exactly. Yes. So you have no real leg to stand. You have no, no nothing to bring to bear to say. And you know, buried in the terms of service is basically the Google saying we can do this, and you you have no recourse. You just deal right. with it, yeah. So that just sets off massive alarm bells in my head uh, that someone else has the power to screw me to that. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. And Google will forever be this secondary thing that I do, and all my primary modes of communication and important links to the outside world are on systems that I control. Exactly. Um, 
I can see how people get, you know, I would want to use, say suckered in, but get pulled into the beautiful convenience of the Google ID. On paper, it looks fantastic. I have this one sign-in that I can turn on all these great services for. Just remember, they can turn them off whenever they deem it necessary. Sure. Exactly. And you have it's the a, same. I mean, it's the same. Uh, um, I don't know how to say it, but it's what, basically what Apple does. Yeah, it's anytime, the same thought. Anytime you turn, and Amazon does right. it as well. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the horror stories of people returning products several times to Amazon. Completely sure. legitimately, that you know you delivered to me something that was not as described or it arrived broken, right? And just because they have a spate of you know, four or five in a row high dollar items returned, it sets off the algorithm, and the computer says you're not a customer anymore because you are a refunder, so you're abusing the system because the math says you are, mm-hmm. and they are now locked out of their two thousand book. Kindle account right, right. because it was all one account. Yep. And no appeals process is evident. So whenever you have a system like this, buyer beware. Yes. Definitely. Is, it all falls back to the good old uh, was it caveat emptor. Yeah. Just cover your butt and know what you're getting yourself <laughs> into. Caveat emptor, cover your butt, sink. Yes. Eh? Yeah, okay. Know your role and cover your hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this brings us up to our final break. I've got a little pollen storm from the Wootstock 3.0 queued up. This is this rendition of Nunfight, the classic. I love this one. What's not to love? I don't know. It's so cool. So when we return, it will be the email and call-in section reminder that to this week's topic is, what is your non-gaming hobby that you like to spend your time on when you're not parked in front of the computer and or gaming rig? You're listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio. We'll be back. Right after this. Hello, this is John Scalzi, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. I do believe it is the part of the set where we sing a song about boxing nuns. So imagine, just for the next five minutes or so, that we are no longer here at the Balboa Theater enjoying Woodstock. Just for a while. We are now in a vast boxing cathedral! No, actually, the, the appropriate response is, oh. I don't know why Buddhists are in a cathedral, but. <laughs> Buddhists in a cathedral is my George Harrison cover band. Yeah. 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 It's a think piece. It's a think piece is my Yes cover band. Ah, And here in our boxing cathedral, high above, a single microphone descends. Ladies and gentlemen, we present our title bout for the evening. In this corner, weighing in at 114 pounds. By way of the sisters of Our Lady of the Immaculate Right Cross. 
With a record of 23 and 1, with 15 knockouts, 3 TKOs, 2 decisions, 3 conversions, and 1 exorcism. The High Priestess of Penance, the Pounding Penguin, the Assassin of the Passion, the Singing Nun, and the Roman Catholic Wrecking Ball. From Dublin, Ireland, Sister Mary Catherine, the Habit Breaker, in Violata. And in this corner, weighing in at an even 82 pounds, by way of the Order of St. Adelaide of Perpetual Confrontation. With a record of 66 and 6, with one disqualification for using a ruler. The Vatican Vixen, the Pontiff's Pitbull, the original sinner, the homicidal bride of Christ, the assaulter from the altar. The Undertaker <laughs> and the Mother Superior of Kicking From Mexico City, Sister Maria Teresa Garcia Graziella Aguilera Delgado Francisco Diego Arroyo Diego Montoya Zapata Paquito Aguapo Abuelita De La Boom Boom Mendoza In nomine Patris et Fili Et Spiritus Sancti. Now let's get ready to rumble. Hi, Scott Johnson here from FrogPants.com, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. Casually Hardcore continues live on VTWProductions.com. Audience interaction time is now upon us. Yes. We need to pick a drop-in for that one. Huh? Oh, they took my freaking kidney. No. No. No, not so no. much. Uh, no. Uh, this could be one. I can't read your crazy moon language. Well, maybe. Yeah. We need to work on that one. We'll... We'll task the uh, listeners out there with, with sending us suggestions for just, an intro piece. I for just you. realized something. What did you just realize? When was the last time we added drop-ins? About <laughs> the last time we yeah, did. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't use them nearly as much. We need some new drop-ins. Yeah. Well, what the hell is supposed to do, you moron? <laughs> I think that Gnome Y should do the entire last segment with solely drop-ins. Yes. 
I am a god! Sweet. Oh, you. See you guys next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're done, says Grail. <laughs> I'm gonna light you up, sweet cheeks. Actually, more okay. more appropriate would probably be... Silence! I kill you! I love that. I kill you! It was your suggestion. You. <laughs> All right, so now is the time for calling in. Remember, the topic is, what is your non-computer gaming-related hobby that you like to fall back on when your power goes out or when you're home alone and the television is broken? We have an email on the topic. Yes. Can I say something? No. I actually go out into the light of that burning ball of gas in the sky. The scare ball? Yes, I do. You you, you go wow. spend... Yeah, I was out trapping crawfish last weekend. It was cool. Oof. All right. Well, Chew. boy, howdy. Yeah, I drove about 150 miles to do it, which I wasn't real happy about. But <laughs> they Welcome were, to Arizona High um, Desert. Num, 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 num. Yeah, and it was in a place It was out in the middle of the desert. You wouldn't... Unless I'd gotten a, the GPS coordinates from uh, a friend of mine who works for Game and Fish... Um, I w- you wouldn't have known this place was here hmm. or was there. And I also found out that they have very large blackberry bushes there. So yeah. I was setting traps nom. and going, mm, blackberries. Which he says, nom, 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 big time. And when I went back out there to pick the traps up, I followed a group of people in there that were in there picking blackberries. So I'm probably going to wait about another month and then go back out there and pick blackberries. Yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. So commence your Skype calling. Blackberry picking. That's your hobby. Guys. No. <laughs> it's the whole fly fishing. It's the whole fly fishing thing. But I like spending time outside. Yeah. Well, it's far too easy with the technology that I, I love that for me to stay inside the house for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Leave us alone. Yes. And then it's I have to get into. I, I have to go. Okay. I need to go outside and I need to be away from people. Mm-hmm. So well, that's why is- I fly fish and hunt and trap and do all that stuff. Mine is easy and obvious, and I really only have two things that I do. Flying straight up on your flying mount? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> when I'm playing cake. Um, Sorry, I saw I you have, doing uh, that. I have walking. I go out for walks a lot, um, and I read voraciously. Yeah, I read a lot, too. It's, I read I have to feed the buzz on my head. three books a week. I haven't been reading that much lately, but when uh, I get on a good I reading jag, yeah, I can read that much in a week. Of course, then I do it to the exclusion of all else, with the exception of eating, working, and sleeping. Eh, she jumps off the horse and plummets to her death. Hey, we'll see. I'm going to try and time it. So it's a long drop. On the book topic, I'm actually yes. about a quarter of the way oh. into First Lord's Fury. So oh, good. I have the, the end of Codex Alera in my sights. Nice. And is it better this time around? Oh. I I was in a much better headspace this time. Ah, okay. Good. You overall, you, you feel it's You are elite, but that's cheating. <laughs> you went bird form. Bird form about, an inch above the about an inch above the ground. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's totally Damn cheating. druids. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. You that's need so to go. No, you need to go to, uh, you need to go to Northrend and do, and do uh, naked base jumping. All right. Well, I will tell you that uh, um, Ghost Story was really good. Yes. We're yeah, only... About halfway through, yeah. I, I will, I will, I will leave it alone. We yep. will not yes. do any spoilers at all. It was if, very. If good. you don't know what the hell we're talking about, that is the latest installation in the Dresden, Harry Dresden Files. Files in the Dresden Files. Actually, I had a rift on something though about this book. Okay. We ran into this, and I had to stop there because we were on our trip to Havasu. Okay, we were whoever was not driving was reading. Okay, yeah, like we, like you guys had done. So. She gets to a part in the book where, what was he describing? Was it that it was the description of the site, I think? 
Was that? It, no. Was that no, it? No, it was before that. It was before that. It was before that. I gotta was, remember. There's he has a tendency though. This is just in general. This is Jim Butcher to restate the same things over and over in every novel he treats uh-huh. it like this is the first time i've ever explained this or right. or maybe it's been so long that you don't remember and i was i remember i had to stop eric and go you know i think this is like the 10th or 11th book in the series i think i freaking know how whatever it was it, i don't think it was the site no, but it was something that was like yes i understand this you don't need to dedicate a page to telling me how it works we got Again, it. Yeah. I wouldn't be starting the series on this book. And this is book 14. <laughs> oh, it's book 14. It's 14 so, yeah, yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's like, come on. Let's, let's yeah. not waste time on that. So. And sadly, I did, I did get the final brush off from his agent. Of, oh, you know, oh. Uh, run along, small time. Oh, too and, bad. And Actually, it was, tell the story because it was really funny. Well, it was just a matter of she obviously spent zero time figuring out who we were because her brush off was phrased in the... Come back next year when your viewers, when your listenership has increased. That sounds completely reasonable to me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sent back, can you please tell me what the thresholds are so that next year I can provide you with documentation of what our right so, downloads, our, our site traffic is, and our downloads. I can already are. see where this is going. And she replied with, "Well, we don't really have a hard number, but we do like our larger authors, like Mr. Butcher, to have audiences of at least a couple hundred." <laughs> you dork. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> oh, man. And I simply responded with, thank you for the information. We already exceed that threshold, so I will... Tenfold. Not, yeah. No, I didn't give her hard numbers. Crush it. Hey, if she doesn't want to play the hard number game, we don't have to play yeah, the hard number exactly. game either. Uh, I just said I will, I will look forward to contacting you next year. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Um, and just next time, I will. The, my opening salvo will be, hi, remember from me from last year, here are my... Site statistics and my download numbers. <laughs> when would you like Mr. Butcher to be on the show? Yes, <laughs> yes. I think that's a great idea. But I will say I'm glad that you did say thank you for your you know thank you for your time. Yeah. We already exceed those numbers. I look forward to talking to oh, you next to, year to, yeah. to, to lay the foundation for next year. right because I understand that, that I understand in, where they're coming from, which is there are thousands of well, me yes. out yes. right who yes. want a piece of this man's time. Yes, we are a ravenous fan base. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I get it. She is the gatekeeper. Right. She is doing right. her job, and she was extremely polite about it. Mm-hmm. She did string me along for three months, say, yeah. keep checking back, keep checking back, keep checking right. back, and then finally run nope. along. Like, yeah. Boom. You could have told me to run along at the beginning, so I'm hoping the reason I was strong is that they were actually seriously entertaining the possibility, mm-hmm. and it's just simply you know bigger dogs than us filled up all of the schedule. Right. Yeah. right. So... I remain hopeful. Um, you know, at least got a foot in the door and got some polite responses, not just the silence and no response, right? Or the immediate brush off. Yeah. So, um, that's awesome, Jim. If you're listening, and I know you are, <laughs> your your representation is taking good care of you. So mm-hmm. the, it's money well spent. But uh, you know, how, how about making with a little uh, Skype time here? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. We, we give you a lot of airtime. You know, we, we kind of we a little. little we give him a lot. Plug everything time. you do yeah. because we love everything the man yeah, does. Yeah. He does some good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even, yeah. I even got pulled back into Codex Alera. Yeah, I, I hate you all, by the way. And yeah. now I have uh, actually passed all those books on to cousins of mine. Yep. So I've got two cousins reading his books now. Yep. yep. And so the the reality is that that it was a good book. It was a good read. Mm-hmm. Um and. Uh, I think that uh, it's interesting. I look forward to actually discussing it, but not for several weeks because I want people to be able to yeah. finish it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. And I haven't. Yes. Even, I'm still finishing up First Lord's Fury, right. so I'll get. And I'm 
going to do the Kindle version, number one, because we've already bought it. Yeah. And <laughs> Thank you, me. Mr. Marsters is not doing that. I know. That was so, so sad. sad. What's that? So sad. Uh, they, uh, a new voice actor oh. was brought in for the book, and, and yeah. the guy who had been doing it up until this point, who was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer James and Marsters. Smallville. Awesome. And yeah. Oh, I know who James Marsters is. Yes. I saw him at yeah. Comic-Con last he does, year. Phoenix Comic-Con last year. He does, was doing the readings up until then. did a really good job. Ah, really, right. Okay. Really good job. And we're kind of bummed that he couldn't, couldn't be... The schedules could not be worked out for him to do this one. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So um, okay. we got an email from Boba Fetish. He sent me a, a texting game that said email sent because he still can't stand the sound of his own voice on the air. Okay. <laughs> You'll get over that quickly. He says, my non-gaming hobby. Hi, CH crew. I know you will be shocked by this. But I collect Star Wars items. What a surprise. I have yeah. a few autographs from actors from the original movies, Anthony Daniels, Jeremy Bullock, etc., to Star Wars books, figures, and even my own Stormtrooper armor. Not the guy who won the lawsuit, but still a very well done set. Awesome. This yes. fetish. Well, it's kind of fun to watch the original Star Wars like I've been doing with Nemesis. And during the assault on the 1084 at the beginning, when the Stormtroopers are coming in, you just watch their calves and you just see the armor splitting with every step and it's really not held together very well (laughs) just the little things you notice it's iconic movie like wow that's they're like barely keeping that armor on and can obviously not see a damn thing right right but yeah hence the stormtrooper hitting his head on the door classic one of my favorite scenes classic easter eggs yeah in the uh control room on the yes uh, yeah right Right in the forehead he held it together yes he did just keep standing Oh man! <laughs> All right. So we have one vote there for Star Wars collectibles. Yep. I have an email here from Pusar. Yep. I paint my miniatures for 40k. Wait. Oh, that's game related. Uh, I teach the spawn to play video games, uh, so he can. <laughs> so proud he has a zombie in his vocabulary at the age of three. Drat. That's awesome. <laughs> Drat. Video game related again. Or I have the spawn help me with my painting. He points at the paint that I am using and tells me the color. And one day I'm going to buy and assemble a big battle tank and let him decide all the color. Oh, wait, gaming-related again. Okay, I admit, my favorite non-gaming-related hobby is making homepages. Also, I am currently receiving education to make homepages. And in related news, I passed my exam. I started my main course on August 3rd. My My next exams are in October 2012. Grats to you on that. It's kind of scary. You had to dig that deep into what you spend your time on to get away from gaming of some kind. But you got it. You got to tabletop gaming very quickly there. So I think that counts. We were talking about outside your electronic, electronic gaming. gaming. Electronic. Yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, grats on your uh, exam and getting into the next level. Yeah, nice. Come, you know, redo our website. <laughs> free labor. Free labor's good. Oh. <laughs> what? Uh, again, the Skype call-in name is VTW Shows. That's VTW Shows. Bobby, you should call in. We love hearing the melodious sound of your voice. <laughs> and I just like saying your name, Boba Fetish. Mm. And the more you call in, the more I can say Boba Fetish. <laughs> what? Oh, nothing. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Anyone? Uh, well, we got an email that's not related specifically to the topic, but it is a... This is the email and call-in section? Yes. Let's hit it. So this is from Finpin. Haven't seen oh, in a while. Haven't seen uh, haven't sent you any emails lately in case you hadn't noticed mostly due to the army and all. Got news on the front. I've been promoted to a rank what in my understanding would be in the US a corporal. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the ranks go private, private first class and corporal and corporals are NCOs as are sergeants? No. 
No. Okay. Corporals, at least in the American system, corporals are not NCOs. Okay. They're NCOs in training. People that they see potentially could be NCOs, right. but you don't hit NCO until you hit sergeant. Gotcha. Uh, so I've been leading and training squads of privates. It's pretty stressful at times, but also rewarding when you realize they're actually learning and absorbing the information like sponges. On another topic, you were talking about the most anticipated MMOs in episode 175, and I'm here to tell you my most anticipated MMO, which is Guild Wars 2. And I have four reasons why this would be the next big thing for me after WoW. First off, your hero builds his own story while you play. Second, the dynamic world changes and events with persistent effects on the world. Third, spells and ability combinations. An example, a mage-like character casts a wall of fire between his party and the enemy while a warrior shoots a series of arrows through the flame wall towards the enemy. The arrows catch fire and do extra damage when they hit the target. Combo breaker! free to play with microtransactions for cosmetic changes. These are my main four reasons I'm looking forward to Guild Wars 2 and the thing to save me from the internal spiral of boredom, which is wow. Uh, in WoW, which they call dailies. <laughs> what are yeah. your thoughts on Guild Wars 2? I saw it for maybe 20 seconds at last year's PAX. Yeah. I think we walked by the booth. I went, yes. oh, that looks kind of pretty. And then we had to go do something. So that's been pretty much my entire exposure to it. I haven't really made it a point to look into it much more than that. So this later this or later this coming month which starts yes. tomorrow yes. Uh, we'll be able to sponge some more information on the upcoming Guild Wars 2 and be able to respond better to that it's it's, it's on my radar yeah. um, especially if it's going to be the free to play model again right. definitely right. worth giving a that try that always makes it yeah, no a lot easier no yeah. do you know off the top of your head is it Mac also or is it Windows only I do not know curious about that because that's what killed Rift for us was the fact that oh Windows only no can't be done because hmm. my machine is Windows and all of IO's gaming PCs are Macs. So oh. if you're not Mac, oh, yeah. you're not getting well, I didn't. House. I didn't know that about that. Yeah, Rift is still I stick still Windows only. Yeah, yeah. as far and, as I know. Which I, think, yeah, I thought Blizzard had just Windows demonstrated only. that uh, you know, the, the way you need to go if you want to be a success is right. support them all out of the gate. Okay, we have a call here. You're on the air. Who is this? <clears throat> um, I thought I would stop by and visit. It's Barry. Who? What? Oh, the missing Barry. We have no producer. (laughs) Hi, Reginald. Where is your god now? I was busy today doing one of my non-video gaming uh, other hobbies. Oh, what would that be? I was playing D&D with my really terrible D&D group. Your opinion hasn't improved. I was going to say nothing's changed, apparently. Well, as sad as today was, it was still quite eventful. Um... We had, um, let me see, four people out of our group not show up. Oh, great. So um, there was only three group? of us. Holy crap. Um, right now, well, there's the, there's the DM and his wife is, uh, who plays a bard. Are you still there? Oh, yeah. yeah, we're oh, here. Yeah. We're here. We're just listening oh, attentively. Something, something weird just happened on Skype. Oh, we have another person who joined this yes, call. The person in line behind you has been added, so he didn't have to sit there ringing all the time. We'll get you in just a second when we're, once we're done with this, this Barry person we've never heard of before. I see yeah, you have so, to sit there listening to ring, 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 ring forever, so please stand by. Barry, what up? So, so there's a, yeah, there's a rotating thing, uh, group of people in our, in our party, but not everyone ever shows up at the same time. So um, I, I think that our main party... That doesn't seem like a good idea for D&D. That seems frustrating as heck. It is frustrating, and that's why it's kind of a lousy group. And But this time, um, my uh, wizard, Reginald, showed up. And, Reginald! Uh, uh, the gnome cleric was there, and we had uh, the DM's wife, who plays a bard. 
So we didn't really have a lot of choices if we wanted to get into any sort of combat. But we did manage to um, break into a house. We, well, we followed some thugs that we were uh, observing because they thought, we thought they were involved in uh, whatever this, this, slaving oper- this slaving operation that apparently they were um, trying to investigate while I was not showing up to the last two weeks that they played. Um, so the cleric and I followed them back to this house. We saw them go in. We saw them come back out. And... Um, so I used my tensor's floating disc to float him up to the second story so he could break in through the window. Uh, we searched the house, found a locked chest. Neither of us could open it, so we took it. <laughs> the uh, the oh, gnome cleric wasn't too happy about stealing, but um, I said, uh, that's fine. Then you just don't get to keep anything that we find in it. Oh, and plus, um, our bard was distracting the guys by... Um, <clears throat> Pole dancing? She was prostituting herself out to <laughs> both of them uh, at the That's time awesome. so that they wouldn't come back to the house. But, um, yeah, and she stole some – and then she robbed them. So they, uh, they, they got tricked into being prostituted by a bard that they didn't know was with us uh, who then robbed them. Uh, she got the keys to the chest and 200 gold. Uh, I opened the chest and got another 200 gold and the map to their slaving operation – and since the cleric w- is, um, you know, a good guy, he didn't want to keep any of the gold. So um, I, we made out like bandits, pretty much. So literally like bandits, because yeah. it's exactly yeah. what you were role playing. Exactly. But, so in your, and, in your spare time, your hobby is to be a cretin. Yeah. Well, I'm a wizard. What are you going to do? <laughs> An evil wizard. Explode. <laughs> I kind of do feel bad right. for these mercenary guys, though, because they. Um, they paid way too much money to have sex with our bard, then got robbed, and they're going to get home and be really pissed. Because their give house give them a little D&D STD, maybe? Oh, maybe. <laughs> All right. Oh uh, let me be the first to say, Barry, uh, TMI. Uh, <laughs> you could have stopped with, I play D&D as my hobby, instead of... Uh, teaching us how to play D&D. <laughs> we, we, all, we all did say that it was probably the first time a player uh, prostituted themselves out in any of the D&D games that we've ever played. That you've been mm-hmm. in, but probably not the first in D&D. No, that no, guarantee not really. Not the first in D&D. So, to steal the line from Majeev in the Black Void, this is the Grand Theft Auto version of D&D that you're there playing? There you go. <laughs> Apparently. Except for this time, the so prostitutes do one is yeah, so doing the cap. Yeah, exactly. So it's D&D GTA. Yeah, D&D GTA. Yeah. All right. All right. Barry and Reginald are going to give you the summer- summary shove off here and see who else. Au Boot. Get out. All right. You are on Casually Hardcore. Who has joined us? A Heron. A Heron. How are you doing? Whatever you want to call me. Ah, yes. Um, you, were, you were the, the uh, Darahas that was uh, prophesied by my wife. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Uh, well, what's the topic? I heard it was hobbies, apparently. Hobbies that are not gaming. Yep, what do you do with your your spare time when you're not gaming? Um, either reading books or watching really bad movies. Like deliberately bad movies? Like deliberately going for B-movies or just that movies these days are just bad? Um, you could say both. I hold in my hands a rented copy of Birdemic. Birdemic? (laughs) Yeah. Read us us the liner notes off the back of the case. I, I need to know. Since it is a rental version, it just comes in a clear case. Oh, uh, what it is, it's about a group of people who apparently birds are coming to kill them all. Okay, birds I think uh, Alfred Hitchcock did that. Um, because of called the global birds. warming. <laughs> um, the bad thing about it is the credits are made in Windows Movie Maker. Oh, God. <laughs> and the birds, 
They couldn't even get CGI birds or real birds. They are poorly animated gifs of birds. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I'm going to straight to video. And some of them, they don't even flap their wings. They're just sitting there with their wings out. <laughs> so and I'm yeah, going to go out on a limb here and see what I did there. Hey, I've got a great idea. Let's make, make a, a movie. movie. I got 20 bucks. You got 20 bucks. Sci-fi will sign us right up. <laughs> and you want so, to know what the people fight the birds with? Oh, God. Do tell. Hangers. Hangers! Of course! What else would you metal, fight birds bent with? Metal coat hangers, I'm assuming? And you just see them not, not even trying to hit the birds. They're just flapping them. The, they're just, like, whacking it in the wind. You, um, you, you, no. You see the look in their face that says, This is for a paycheck. This is for a paycheck. <laughs> and I found out they're making a sequel. No! <laughs> no, no, no! In fact, no, I, I, I know I, it's I, in 3D. Oh, God. Now, think, now they're trying to blind us all. No, now you deserve this. No! All right. Thank you for your input. Uh, try not to scar your psyche too much with your hobby. Oh, don't worry. I've scarred my psyche enough. <laughs> well, you're hanging with the right crowd then. Thank oh, no, you, Darahas, for calling in. We'll catch you next time. But one thing first. The Go sequel on. to Birdemic is Birdemic 2, The Resurrection 3D. No. No, no. <laughs> no they're they're no, just no, randomly no, no. putting words together at that point. I'm going to just... hang up on you now before you can hurt my inner child anymore. Uh, no problem. Th- thanks for calling in. Take care. No problem. You too. Have a great week. Bye-bye. That ain't right. All right. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that, that's and that's the note that we end on, I yeah. think. And on that bombshell, we end. Yes. <laughs> As I channel my inner Jeremy Clarkson. Yes. All right, you have been listening to Casually Hardcore live on Versus the World Radio. Yep, there's two hours. You ain't getting back. That's right. All right, it's ours now. So, please join us next week, same bat time, same bat channel, where we will be glaring across the Pacific jealously towards Guanara. And I will be glaring back. No, you'll be... I'll put pictures up on the on the website. Oh, yeah. of course yeah. you will. Yeah, on uh, the Casually Hardcore Facebook page. Yes, since I, yes <laughs> I will put it up on the Casually Hardcore mm-hmm. Facebook page. Since, since I am taking the Mac with me, yes, just, I will do that. I'm going to give you a preemptive, I hate your miserable stinking <laughs> guts right now. Get in line. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been yeah. hearing this I've been hearing this for like three you weeks at work. You actually have to work though, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. I have to work. We're gonna in be working. We're gonna be Hawaii. working eight-hour shifts, six on, three off, in Hawaii. B O O H O O. I'm looking forward to, among other things, going to Pearl Harbor again. Oh yeah, to the memorial, to the Arizona memorial. Alrighty, please join me Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern-ish, on VTW Productions for another episode of Alpha Geek Interviews. If you missed last week, I had Scott Johnson on, and we had a really fun time. You should go download that one right now because it was a great deal of fun and fun to listen to. Post your questions for Mike Furman in the forums, and I will summarily try to include them if we have enough time. I have been Gnomewise. I've been Iolite. I'm Gwenora. I've been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And we are out of here. 
Bombadida, 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 bombadida